Backspin comes with illustrated book and cassette from Worlds of Wonder. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Dead Academy Podcast. I'm Fallon. I'm Michelle, in case you forgot. And welcome back. We've been absent for a little bit. This fucking COVID, man. The yep. fucking Rona. Hot Wheels over here. Can't stay <laughs> home long enough to fucking record is what the, the truth is. Hey, man. I've been busy. I've been busy. Burning the streets up. I've been going to... Do I not sound like a mother right now? <clears throat> you do. Y'all there just catting around. No, I'm not. We, burning the streets up. I've been to Red River Gorge twice for a Jeep run. Look, people, I drive a Jeep, in case you guys didn't know. I drive a Jeep, and I took it off-roading for the first time, and then the second time, and soon to be the third time. This bitch is never home. Do I'm, your part. Do your part. Do my part. Bitch, Stay this home. is my part. Stay oh, home. Oh, you mean like with the Rona? Yeah, the Rona. Yeah. yeah, do your part. I do wear a mask. Great. Which, by the way, I know there's a lot of people out there who are like, oh, COVID's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. It's actually not. A really good friend of mine's mom passed away last week from it, and it's a serious shit thing, guys. Like, wear a mask. I know it sucks, but just wear a mask. I am. I don't care who I piss off anymore. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I don't fucking care. If everyone wears a mask for some time... We wouldn't be in the situation that we're fucking in right now. <laughs> but no, you got a bunch of anti-maskers and a bunch of Trump supporters. No, 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 yes. We're not going. Oh, I can. Don't, I know you can. We totally can. I just don't want to. I don't want to. I don't. That's all I was going to say about it. But you wouldn't let me finish my rant. Oh, go ahead. It's done. Wear your fucking <laughs> mask. Wear it. God Wait. damn. Yeah. Hand sanitizer. Whatever. I'm in a bad mood today. She is in a very bad mood. We fucked around <laughs> with this audio because it, it's been a minute. I mean, I mess around with it quite some time. Come to find out, it's not plugged in. <laughs> yeah, it was so great. I'm over here like, I don't know why my uh, mic's not working. And I was like, oh, shit. Did you, is it plugged in? Because uh definitely doesn't look plugged in. And it wasn't. Yeah. But no, we've had, it's been a rough day. My dog <laughs> Has, he's going to put me in the fucking grave. And we got a review about um, apparently me eating too much while I record. So I'm not going to be eating anymore. But I will not stop saying the word fuck. So we'll just people that are. I think I've already said it like four times. And we're only three minutes <laughs> you know, into this. People that are upset by our use of the word fuck. You'll just have to fucking get over it. Because I mean, what the fuck? That's what we fucking do. We, we fuck around and say fuck a lot. Wow. Fuck. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have some good news. <clears throat> Some very royal news. If you guys have not already heard or witnessed my huge head ego from this. Your uh, head was huge before that. It definitely was. Yeah. So Joe Exotic has written me three times. Well, once, but he keeps sending me flyers and shit to like help him get out. So hashtag. Hold on. Yeah. Speaking of Joe Exotic, uh, everyone knows that she's on Dancing with the Stars. That bitch. Did you see the first song she danced to? I have the tiger. I didn't watch it though. And I told Joe in my last letter, I'm not going to watch it. I'm she's not going to support her. She's not a good dancer. Well, no shit. No yeah. shit. I have the tiger. What? What's next? Katy Perry? Did she get Roar? booed? Did, any, did anybody boo her? I didn't watch. I don't have cable. Oh, fuck. Someone out there who watched it, did she get booed? Please tell me someone booed her. I don't know. Because, I mean, can we all be serious for a second? Like, that fucking bitch called her husband. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't either. I don't know who that fucking voice came from, but... <laughs> I ain't trying to get sued. Uh-uh. I didn't say shit. But you did. I didn't say anything. Someone did. Someone did because she did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Um, 
But no, I wrote Joe yesterday and uh, put in some extra correspondence from people that are fans of our page and that had questions for him. And hopefully we'll hear back from him within a couple weeks as he just keeps on cranking out letters to me left and right. Flyers. Well, two of them were flyers. One of them here's was, my thing is like, how are you getting all these flyers in prison? Can you make flyers in prison? I don't know. Hopefully, Where the fuck are they hopefully coming Hopefully Ed Kemper writes me back and I can just ask him that mm-hmm. when we sit down and have... Egg salad sandwiches together. I'm staring at his picture right now. Me too. It's not bad. Yeah. I can see it from here. Um, but yeah, so Her Majesty, the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II, wrote me and my girls back a royal letter from her lieutenant uh, lady-in-waiting, Annabelle Whitehead. And I lost my shit, and I'm going to keep losing my shit because my kids drew her, drew the Queen um, a picture of a toaster and some jam and like them all three hanging out together, like my two kids and the queen hanging out, holding hands. And then I wrote her just, you know, giving her praises. Like I admire her for who she is and thank you for your COVID broadcast and blah, blah, blah. And I, I didn't think I would get a letter back, but I got one back pretty, pretty, pretty quick. And it was, uh, yes. By Royal Mail. I I know. I know. I haven't heard the end of it. You won't. I still got like 12 days. I told everybody I would be talking about this for 14 days straight, doing the fucking wave. When everyone passed me, I'm like, like, it's (laughs) like you're going to stop in 14 days. Right. (laughs) I know it's the queen. I'm going to do this until I die. (laughs) (laughs) Like your Royal Highness has passed on. (laughs) Call me HRH from now on. Wow. Yeah, every text message she sends me now says HRH, <laughs> and I'm I'm not bowing down. HRH, I will not call you, you anything other than bitch. You know when I so when you write the queen, you can't just say like "What's up, Liz?" Like there's a whole format to it. And when you if you don't do the format, they pretty much won't even look at your letter. But if you do it properly, which I did, you have to write either "Ma'am," like "Ma'am" is in "Ham," "Ma'am," or like "Your Royal Majesty." Queen, you have to do this whole title thing. And then at the end of it, you are to say something like, I am and forever will be your humble and obedient servant to Her Majesty the Queen. And then you sign it Fallon okay. or whoever. Like, there was a, a whole lot. thing to it. That's yeah. a lot. I don't. Yeah, my write. kids drew her a toaster. So, <laughs> Queen, Liz, if you're listening, I hope you liked it because they put a lot of work I into have- that chicken scratch handwriting which she would hate that we just established downstairs that i cannot do cursive z's like oh i forget how to write cursive there's nothing pretty it would be tossed these are hard pizza <laughs> pizza <clears throat> yeah um so what are we talking about today michelle i've got uh urban legends <gasps> true urban legends my favorite because my favorite thing is to just I don't know. Just be Debbie Downer on things. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking I great. I mean, I'm the positive one in this. I have a couple things to talk about. So the first one, I'm not going to go into it like right now, but did you ever have a uh, Teddy Ruxpin doll or teddy bear? Are you going to mention the fact that at the beginning of this fucking episode, there's a Teddy <laughs> yeah. Ruxpin oh, yeah. commercial? <laughs> like, is that even going to be brought up? Yeah. So uh, at the beginning... <laughs> For those of you who are just now tuning in, at the beginning, we had a commercial, a vintage commercial from the Teddy Ruxpin uh, teddy bear from the 80s. I had one. You know what? I still have mine. See, you should have brought that over here. Why weren't you thinking? I haven't been. I'll be at my mom. Oh, my, my God. Well, we'll have to bring it over like the next time. And he can just like, I don't we'll, have any. we'll give that extra mic to him. He can just be like, you want to come dream I don't with have me? the tapes anymore. You don't need tapes. I put Ozzy Osbourne tape in there and it worked. I know, but doesn't <clears> just play Ozzy. 
but his mouth moves. <laughs> I know. So if we can get like Slayer on cassette. <laughs> Rain and blow. Who the hell has a cassette tape? You eBay, have all- <laughs> Amazon, Blue. <laughs> Somebody's got yeah. a. Who out there that's close to us has a cassette of Slayer? We don't care what album. I don't even care what the cassette is. Like, who has a cassette? I do. I have my, like, Fallon's mixtape, 98. Oh, man. Volumes 1 and 2. Well, yes, I still have my Teddy, and he is in pristine condition. Oh, my God. So next time we're going to have Teddy Ruxpin on as a fucking guest. He's so creepy. But, no, I chose that because I was talking about it one day and how creepy mine ended up being. We had to throw him away. Um, like, for real, Teddy's in fucking Rumpke Dump somewhere. But I found a few stories of the curse of Teddy Ruxpin, and I read them, and I was like, oh, shit. I wonder if anybody else has had this experience, so that's what I was going to talk about today. And then part two of what I'm going to be talking about, excuse me, is a couple weeks ago when I was in Red River Gorge on that Jeep trail, we pulled off on the side. We were way up in the mountains, pulled off on the side, and my friend Cole was like, hey, there's a cave down here. Do you want to go check it out? I'm like, hell yeah. So I went back in a cave. Very not very far back at all because he was like, "Watch out for cave crickets," and I was like, "Peace, <laughs> I'm getting out of here." Yeah. But I stumbled upon an article of a guy who was who died in a cave, and that story is so, oh my god, just your worst fucking fear. Mm-hmm. And I printed it out, and I'm going to read it to you guys in a little bit. So what we want to do? What are we going to do? You want to go what? first? You want me to go first? I want you to go first. I'm really excited yeah. to hear your stuff. <clears throat> well. <clears throat> piece of paper I got four stories four urban legends what's the first one go, go, go. I can almost read it verbatim type this typed it out no the lighting in fuck. here Just the lighting in it. here is terrible so Sorry. hold on so have I know you have but let me let me talk to the listeners has anyone heard of Candyman mm-hmm. maybe the movie oh I love the movie I mean, if you haven't, you should check it out. Yeah, if you haven't watched Candyman, it's a Dude, it's a classic. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. The bees in the I mean, that, like ghetto bathroom. I don't know what it was about the Candyman, but terrified me. The hook. And maybe because I watched, I was so I was under age of ten <laughs> yeah, before <laughs> while I was watching it, so that could be reason why it's scary. Well, we were we just talking about that the other day? Like I was yeah. six or seven years old. My mom rented me Night of the Demons and just gave it to me. Like here, saying, watch I it. Was, yeah. When I was 14, I was drinking <laughs> wine out of the box. Anzia. <laughs> Pink Zinfandel. Mm-hmm. Or Boone's or, Farm. No, just the wine out of the box. <clears throat> and watch all the faces of death. Yeah, those were bad. So that was at 14. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I I was watching shit at the age of five. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. But anyways, Candyman yeah. was terrifying. And there's a remake that was supposed to come out next month, I do believe. Well, now they've pushed Rona. it back for 2021. Rona. The trailer actually looks pretty awesome. Who plays Candyman? I don't know. I don't know. I really okay. don't know. <laughs> but I'll um I'll look it up because I want to see who's going to be playing yeah. that guy. So did you know there was an urban legend tied to the Candyman? Kinda urban legend. Where, like I don't want you to think it's like boom, just like the Candyman in the movie. The only time I've ever heard of Candyman, like the actual, um, like Candyman, is that name. That is a name given to a man in prison, who is the reason why all the parents are like, "You got to check your candy for you know poison and stuff on trick or treat night," because some guy did actually poison his son, and I think yeah. two other kids, pixie sticks, pixie sticks. Yeah. yeah, he put like rat poison or something in it, and. Mm-hmm. They, I think his son died. 
but in prison they call him Candyman. But I didn't know there was an actual fucking well, tie to Candyman. It's a play off of the game Candyman. So, you know, in the movie, you would go into the bathroom, you would shut off the lights, and you were staring in the mirror, and you're like, Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Five Candyman. times. Yeah. And then you flip the light on, and boom, there's Candyman. You're dead. <laughs> that's what I'm going, that's what I'm playing off of, okay? Uh-huh. So, there is a true story that you would kind of think would be Candyman related. Mm-hmm. What are you doing over there? I'm looking up Candyman, the movie for 2021, and it says the spiritual sequel from the 1992 uh, film that returns to the now gender- gentrified Chicago neighborhood. But was Candyman's real name Anthony McCoy? I, I can't know. find anyone who plays Anthony. Jordan Peele wrote, wrote it, though, so that's got to yeah. be good. Yeah. Jordan Peele's great. Yeah. So anyways, it happened in Chicago. Yeah. Well, well, I think the other one was New York. It doesn't matter. It was a really shitty part of town. Well... <clears throat> the true story that I'm about to tell you, mm-hmm. 1987, with a woman living in Chicago. Okay. She called 911, and she told the operator that she was being attacked. By the time the responders showed up, they found her shot to death. Damn. And come to find out, her killers gained access into her apartment by coming through the connecting wall <gasps> of the apartment next to hers and they popped out of her medicine cabinet, just no. like the candy man would when you called upon him. So that was in 87? So that movie came out in 92. I yeah. wonder if someone blended the two. I don't know. But whoever built this apartment complex, they built it like that intentionally. And this was so the plumbers could, like if they had to check on leaks and stuff, it'd be oh. much easier to get to. Yeah. Makes sense. But... It's also burglars caught on to this, and it soon became a frequent mode of entry into other people's apartments. So, fuck a bunch of that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine being in your bathroom, Mm -hmm. like, shut up? I don't know, peeing or something? Nope. And a head just popped through. And then there's a motherfucker just coming through your medicine cabinet? Like, what's up? No. And then you're dead. Mm. So, like, dude, that's my quick little thing. Leave the the pain pills, go to the house next door. (laughs) Pops through your medicine cabinet. No. I don't mess with medicine cabinets. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I will take a Percocet, though. <laughs> no on the medicine cabinets. Right. So that's my first one. Okay, that was these good. Are, these are, I got four quick little ones. Okay. Just, okay, mine are a little longer. Okay. I just got to, look, I got to ease back into things. That's right. I that's did fine. a long story the last time we recorded, which was, I don't know. A month ago. Rona. Okay, so I got the candy man. Okay. Number two. <laughs> I wrote, did anyone ever notice how all children are afraid of the Easter Bunny? I was never afraid of the are Easter Bunny. Are you serious? Bunny. Yeah, no, no. Not at all. Have you not seen pictures online now? Of the of terrifying like ones. Taking yeah. pictures with the Easter Bunny. They're, all those Easter Bunnies look creepy as shit. I never had a problem with them. They look creepy. I don't like any of I don't fuck with Easter. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember one time. Now, I don't know how these two things were connected, but at the Eagles uh, downtown... Like, with, you had to be, like, a member to go in there. There was an Easter bunny there. And then someone brought in, like, a giant python with the <laughs> Easter bunny. Know. It was weird as fuck. And then at Christmas time, like, Santa Claus came, obviously, and my family took me there. And it was the same thing. It was, like, here's Santa and a python. That's <laughs> like, some, like, fuck? weird Midwest shit. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I've never done that. But I remember going to the mall to see the Easter bunny. Yeah. And he just created, I did not like him. I was fine with Santa. I was fine with all his other shit. The bunny, no. 
not. And there's a lot of kids that are afraid of the Easter Bunny. Well, now I know why. Okay, tell me, tell me, tell me. There is a legend. Well, oh shit, me, I lost my spot. The legend of the Bunny Man has. It's called. He's called the Bunny Man. It's been an urban legend in Virginia since the 70s. Oh, okay. I have family in Virginia. So the legend goes. An escaped mental patient starts gutting bunnies and hanging them from oh. a bridge underpass. All right. So they called him the bunny man. He gets bored of gutting the bunnies, so he starts killing teenagers in the same manner. Oh. And locals were told to never go to the bunny man bridge on Halloween night, <laughs> so, or he would gut them and hang them. And from how there, many like, white people went there on Halloween night? But it's a, according to the legend, he just went after teenagers. Right. But yeah, you do not go to the Bunny Man Bridge on Halloween. I Apparently, mean, there's a Bunny Man Bridge in Virginia. I guess Halloween's we're have to coming up, up soon. Yeah, people in Virginia. Is this true? Have you heard of it? If so, let us know. Dedicademypodcastgmail.com. <laughs> Anyways. Yep. <clears throat> there really was a man known as the Bunny Man. And this was also in the 70s. So, in the 70s, a couple spotted a man dressed in a white suit wearing bunny ears. And they were in a car. He was not. He started to yell at them and tell them that they were trespassing. I'm assuming maybe it was like a lover's lane kind uh, of deal. Or bunny something. Rabbit was looking to thump, thump, thump. No. <laughs> he was telling them to get the fuck out. I know. Oh. He was busy well, thumping away. He started yelling at them, and they didn't leave quick enough. So he threw a hatchet <gasps> at them and ended up shattering their windshield. Oh, my God. So you you come across a guy... With bunny ears and a white suit. I'm out. And he threw a hatchet at you. Yeah, I'm not fucking... I don't fuck with bunnies. On Lover's Lane? Uh-uh. Well, and then there was also another sighting of the bunny man two weeks later, and it was by a security guard. He saw the man dressed as a bunny, carrying a hatchet, and he was just chopping away at someone's uh, porch rails, wooden porch rails. Okay. And police were involved, and they never, they never found him. Really? He's just on the loose. Bunny man. That's creepy. Yeah, I don't fuck with bunnies now. <clears throat> I see him every morning at my house. Well. And deer. Do you know how scary it would be to stumble across someone dressed as a damn rabbit with a hatchet? I mean, around Easter time, sure. Like my friend, well, hold on. My friend Dawn dressed up as the Easter bunny recently and got in trouble. <laughs> like, the I cops remember came. That. Yeah, the fucking cops came. Because some asshole called the cops and was like, there's a weird man dressed up like the Easter Bunny walking around the neighborhood waving at kids. And it's like, yeah, that's my friend Don. Yeah, but we had this, this planned. This bunny is holding no, no, no. a hatchet. I'm just saying, based on the fact that I already knew who that was, if I didn't know who that was, and I saw that, especially with a hatchet, on like a Tuesday in fucking September, yeah. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. I'm out. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> Later. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. There's something about a bunny suit and a hat. There's something about grown ass men wearing <laughs> fucking costumes when they shouldn't be unless you're in the bedroom. Well, I mean, aren't there like furries? Ain't that what they're called? Like furry conventions? I don't know. <clears throat> Freak, what are you into? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about for real? I don't know what you're talking about. No. Furries? No. Dude, people know it's a thing. What? The furry conventions? Sure. I don't know if there's a convention, but there's a furry thing. I feel like. Yes. There's, people I mean, dress I know there's up like leather ones. No, people dress up as like animals. 
I don't know what they're doing. Oh, God. It's like Carol Baskins and Let's her fucking husband subject. dressing up on their wedding day. What a bunch of nuts. It's kind of like, yeah, but they, yeah, furries. Someone tell Fallon about it, please. No, I'm, I'm good. Furries. <laughs> I bet you your husband knows. I mean, he might. I don't know. He knows everything. That's true. All that weird shit. So anyways, that was my, <laughs> that was the bunny man. Okay. We'll move on to number three. Ooh, what is it? Libraries. I don't fuck with them. You don't like reading books? <laughs> no. You know what, though? Honestly, libraries are pretty... I've never been in one where I wasn't, like, kind of creeped out. That's why I was like, do libraries creep you out? It's always quiet. Like, too quiet. Yeah. It's a there's always library. A, there's always Shh. a dark corner or some section of the library. It looks like it's straight out of a horror movie. I, I It's... There's a smell. I don't like it. I don't, I don't mess with it. Did you ever have a rumor, like, at your school that, like, the town library had, like, hidden porn? And then there was, like, this hidden key that you could find I love how you ask books. if there's a town library. You know where I well, live. Well, I know, but I'm uh, saying... Where I live, no one's ever heard of a library. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> where I'm from, there was this rumor that there was, like, this stash of porn hidden back in this, like, secret corner of the library. Or there was, like, this key that you could get that opened up a door into the library that was haunted. And, like, I looked for yeah. that fucking key for years and never found That's shit. That's the other thing is, like, every ha- every library is haunted now. Gosh, mm-hmm. my voice keeps cutting out. I am so sorry, people. Yeah, now we're going to get a review on that. But, you know, that's what happens. It's, fuck it. I have allergies. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's doing it. It's like I got drainage. Go Shit's ahead, happening. libraries. Anyways, yeah, they're haunted. There's... They're creepy. They're quiet. Yeah. So obviously there's a ton of different urban legends that's tied to libraries. Mm-hmm. But I did find one true story that I thought was interesting. Okay. It took place at Penn State College. Okay. 1969. There was a girl named Betsy, and I'm about to demolish her last name. Betsy Ardsma. Ardsma. A-A-R-D-S-M-A. Ardsma. Ardsma. Okay, well, anyways. Bets. Yeah, Betsy went to the library to research a paper that she was working on. She went to do her schoolwork, and that was the last thing she did, because Betsy was killed in the library with a single stab wound to the chest. What? The crazy part about that? No one heard anything. Oh, my God. There were numerous students just feet away from her. Feet away from her. While she got murdered, and no one noticed a damn thing so they until several them. minutes okay. later. Like, minutes. Like, that's how close these people were. Like, they realized she was dead minutes after. Oh, my God. Well, and they thought she was just kind of sitting there, and that's why it <laughs> kind of went unnoticed, because she was wearing a red dress. So uh, the stab wound, like, all the blood, yeah, yeah, it camouflaged in with her red dress. But, yeah, she got stabbed. And uh, still to this day, Betsy's killer has never been caught. Uh, no. Could you imagine just sitting there doing your fucking homework? <laughs> Six feet away from you. No. Someone got stabbed and died. Look, and you I had don't no find idea. it possible that people could be that close and not hear or see something. I bet they heard or saw something and were just like, nope. Like, I'm there out of go. it. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see you. <laughs> just like, nope. I'm not. I don't I know. didn't see shit. I, I mean, was asleep. Look, when you go to the library, does anyone pay attention to you? I don't know. I pay attention to everybody, but like my anxiety level is always through the roof. So I'm like, who's this? Who's that? I don't talk to anybody. I don't look at anybody. I just (laughs) get in, get out. 
So, I mean, it, I guess it's pot. I mean, we're talking about college kids. They're they're doing papers. They're like, yeah. I don't know. I didn't go to college. I don't know what you're doing. In you college. did criminal justice for <laughs> a, a hot minute. I went to community <clears throat> college. Doesn't matter. There was no library. Doesn't matter. Anyways, number four. Number four. This is my last one. And I think we can all relate to this one. What is it? Do you ever get a headache? Do you know what a headache is? I dude, I get migraines. <laughs> yeah. Do you get a headache like multiple times a week? You know, I honestly thought number four was gonna be Bloody Mary. No, that's played out. Is it though? I would don't you know. go, would you go in the bathroom tonight at midnight and do no, it? No. D- <laughs> dude, I don't fuck with chairs. I don't fuck with libraries. I don't fuck with I, we established in one episode I will fuck with diamonds. You know, that's true. I probably wouldn't either, even though I'm like, it's bullshit. Like, I'm not going in there. My kids tried to get me to do it a few months ago, and I was like, oh, Hell that's nothing. No. Don't do it. It's it's not real. And they're like, she'll come at you, Mom. She will. I'm like, she might. I don't know. I'm not about to find out. Nope. I'm going to leave Mary alone. No, this one's about headaches. Okay. I can identify with. You get with. headaches a yeah. lot. I get headaches a lot. Everyone does. Well, Migraines. I know when I get a headache, I go through this laundry list of shit. I'm like, oh, is it, am I dehydrated? You know, I have these allergies with sinus issues. Am I sick? Or is it, yeah, caffeine withdrawal? Am I fucking hungover? Like, did I drink too much last night? You're about to give every listener (laughs) severe anxiety over this one. Well, there's so many things that cause a headache. And I even WebMD'd that shit (laughs) when I wrote this story. I'm like, what all causes headaches? Oh, my God. Yeah. Everything. I wanna, look, I want to get my shit straight. WebMD is the worst. I know you're always dying on it. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I farted I just, earlier. Why? <laughs> cancer. I just went to the doctor for swollen lymph nodes. Like, mm-hmm. my lymph nodes have been swollen in my throat for five, six weeks now. And I kept telling him, yeah. like, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. That's what the internet said it. And I finally went and got an ultrasound. And it's not even my lymph nodes. Yep. I'm dehydrated. <laughs> my saliva glands need moisture. Suck a dick. (laughs) God, that was nasty. Back to this headache. God. (laughs) I've lost my train of thought. Let's see a headache. There's so many things that cause a headache. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. The legend. Oh, what happened? So you hear these stories about people going on vacation and they always bring back something. A little extra something. Like bed bugs, herpes, like sand dollars, souvenirs, yeah, but yeah, sand dollar. You you always bring back something touristy you shit. Yeah, 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 touristy shit, or a parasite. Because you know parasites need a vacation home as well. Do they? They do. Well, well, true story to all this crap. There was a 31 year old woman from Garland, Texas. She went to the doctor. She kept complaining about severe headaches. She couldn't get rid of it. Tylenol, nothing. Mm -mm. Just headaches, headaches, headaches. The doctor checked her out. She did get good news that there's nothing wrong with her brain. It's fine. Except the fact that she had these jelly sacks all around her brain. Ew. Jelly sacks. This sounds gross. Jelly. So what's in the sack? Yeah, like Like, how big were they? Like Brad Pitt. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the sack? What's in the box? I'll tell you what's in the sack. Well, in each one of those sacks is a baby tapeworm. Oh, so gross. Tapeworm. Ew. <laughs> so the doctor said she must have gotten this parasite when she took, she said she took a trip to Mexico. He's like, it had to have came from there. 
Well, the fucked up thing is she went to Mexico two years prior before <gasps> seeing the doctor. So she's been having these like tapeworms just like <sighs> reproducing in her in her brain for two years. Oh my God. And just thought, I mean, it's just headaches. So you don't really think about it. I feel like I'm getting a headache right now. So don't sit here and think that maybe this girl from Garland, Texas just had like shitty luck and just caught something like mm-hmm. it's a one in a million thing because that that's just not the case there are quite a few tapeworm species that target the brain oh and according to doctors this is becoming a pretty common scenario yep so mm. the next time you have a headache just go down that list am i dehydrated am i hungover am i getting sick now go ahead and add fucking tapeworm to it that it could be i do know that i saw something about a parasite in a woman's brain that actually had wrapped itself around her brain and was squeezing it and which kind of freaks me out because she got it from excuse me she got it from raccoon poop from walking barefoot in a park and neither one of me or my two of my kids ever have shoes on we are just barefoot all the time i haven't ever stepped in poop but like after watching that i'm like I, I don't, yeah. I just, Haven't you ever seen a TV show, Monsters Inside yes, Me? Yes, it was on that show. It was on that show. Some <laughs> girls at a park with bare feet and stepped in raccoon shit. And it, well, now, got all up when there you're out there running them streets hot, going Jesus. on vacations and this and that, you might get a tapeworm. Running the streets hot. Might get a tapeworm. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't. <laughs> I just can't even with you running the streets. I mean, those were some good ones, right? They, yeah. I have a group of friends that also have Jeeps and off-road vehicles, and they're my, they're my group. Oh. And then I have my group of friends that I love dearly that I spend all my time with, and I'm merging them together to have one big And then there's family. me. And then there's Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking eats all my snacks and, hop and piggybacks off my Wi-Fi. No. Yells at me for her not plugging my shit back in. I leave it plugged in all the time. Bitch, do you want to hear about Teddy Ruxpin Did first? You not, or, do you not care about good job? Nothing? Like, nothing? Oh, no. no I praise? have a lot to say about that. For one, I don't even want to think about the headaches. I don't. Do I worry about shit right enough. I'm getting one, I think. <laughs> but it's probably just in my head. You know, like, I mean, literally and figuratively speaking, it's in my head. But, yeah. but uh, yeah, I uh, the Candyman one, that's, that's crazy. That's fucking crazy. crazy. Because yeah. that's like, I would say being in your bathroom is when you're the most vulnerable. Well, yeah. Whatever you're doing in there, Ugh. whether you're in the shower or you're you know on what? the toilet. This wall right here it leads to my brother's bathroom. <laughs> you even cut a hole in the fucking drywall and just pop out. Yeah, he says that he he listens, but I guess we'll have to find out. But yeah, if, if we could just find a hole and just like pop out. Well, no, there's that big mirror right there. It's not a medicine cabinet. Yeah, I mean now we have mirrors. Back in the day, it was. Like I don't know. the doors with shelves on it and shit. Yeah. And a hole. Yeah. And people used to actually, did you know the back in the, the razor day? razor blades. The razor blades. Yeah. yeah. A lot of houses are like, people are finding razor blades in the wall because in their medicine cabinet, when you were done with a doll razor blade, you would just slip it through this built-in contraption. Yeah. I don't mess with medicine cabinets. And uh, it would just, the razor would just fall in the walls. That's how people got rid of them back then. I, would, I mean, just reading all those, mm-hmm. I don't, there's a lot more things I just don't fuck with anymore. Yep. <laughs> I ain't Headaches. trying to read. I ain't trying to go on vacation. <laughs> <Library>. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I will say, though, Kentucky is a beautiful state. Beautiful state. My God, is it beautiful. Mm -hmm. I saw the Milky Way. That's great. Yeah. Go to your stories. Okay, which one do you want to hear first? The curses of Teddy Ruxpin? (laughs) Or you want to hear about a guy that got stuck in a cave and died? Do the bear first. The bear? Okay. Whoops. Sorry, guys. All right. So, (laughs) fuck you if you don't care about this. This is about Teddy Ruxpin. So... Before I read everyone else's stories about Teddy Ruxpin, I'm going to tell you about mine. I forget how old I was when I had him, but I had to have been under 10 years old because I remember the house I was at when I had him. Now, one time, and I would put different tapes in. Sometimes tapes would work, sometimes they wouldn't work. But I remember the cassette tape that he came with was white, and I didn't give a shit about his stories. Like, I wanted to play fucking Ozzy or whatever. And I remember, like, his voice would come on, but it would be like, we're gonna read like it was just creepy and i hated it well my mom went and checked the battery compartment on his back and i forget if it took double a's or whatever but they had melted like there Mm -hmm. was just battery acid fucking everywhere so she i remember mom put like paper towels down and like she kind of had to cut and scrape away the battery acid and shit like out of his back Mm -hmm. and he would still move like his mouth would still go like and that was it so, I know that's not much of a climactic story, but, like, no. that is when I got rid of my fucking Teddy Ruxpin and then started buying those popples. And then, um, I forget the name of the bear, but someone please tell me. I think they were popular, like, late 80s, early, early 90s. They were, like, bears, but you would squeeze their stomach, and on their nose was, like, this big plastic cap, this clear plastic uh, cap. And inside the plastic cap was, like, Either a balloon that would blow up whenever you'd squeeze its belly or a basketball would get shot into a hoop or confetti would fly up. Like each, it was like a care bear, but each different bear had a different thing that its nose did. No idea what you're talking about. Oh my God. Those were the, I had so many, they were the coolest things. But, uh, so I've actually talked to a couple other people about Teddy Ruxpin and then I started looking it up, comes to find out. A lot of people have some pretty creepy shit to say about Teddy Ruxpin. I mean, you're about to ruin it for me because I have one right now. I know. He's going to be on our show next week. (laughs) Maybe not, depending on what you're about to say. (laughs) I'll sit with him Mm. for sure. Okay. So um, I already played you guys the uh, commercial. So the Teddy Ruxpin, the glassy stare, the slowly moving mouth, and the voice. Oh, my God, the voice. It's no wonder that there are so many creepy stories about Teddy Ruxpin. For children of the 80s, like myself, Teddy Ruxpin horror stories are a dime a dozen. That bear is beyond scary. How did it ever become the best-selling toy of 1985 and 1986? Wouldn't you like to know? Sure, Teddy Ruxpin looks innocent. He's a shirt-clad bear equipped with a tape deck. (laughs) Just pop it as proprietary cassette, and he'll tell you stories and sing songs. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Call in the uncanny valley or blame it on the children's overactive imaginations. That bear is up to no fucking good. (laughs) There's just something unnerving about the machines covered in fake fur, which is true. Like, it's just a machine with fur on it. But all the things that I don't mess with, this one doesn't bother me. He looks cute. He's he's adorable. Wait until you hear him, though. So, just like Furbies, Teddy Ruxpins are known to 
act out in bizarre, terrifying ways. From bears that speak without batteries or teddies that appear to be in unlikely places, scary tales about Teddy Ruxpin are all over the internet. So here are some of the best and spookiest tales about the would-be beloved children's toy known as Teddy Ruxpin. All right, this first story is from a Redditor named you slash Kali Savage. I got some of this from Reddit, clearly. Okay, so uh, Callie says, uh, let me see. I stopped by my mom's earlier today to kill time before an appointment. Mom showed me this stuffed animal bear that she had gotten over the weekend at a yard sale and jokingly, I thought, told me to push the button and talk to him and that I would see why she thinks he's possessed. My mom also has a kind of like a dramatic flair, so I figured that I would humor her. Humor her and push the button. He started out by singing this super creepy song that went something like, touch my heart, you can talk to me, all your secrets and daydreams, how fun can it be? Then right off the bat, can I tell you a secret? Would you believe sometimes that I like to be naughty? Uh, what? <laughs> so even though he <laughs> creeped me like... and the mom out to start, <laughs> I kept talking to him and asking him questions like, well, what's your name? What do you like to do? Etc. He slowly got more creepy. I talked to the thing for maybe 20 minutes. At first, he was almost reluctant. He would answer a few questions and then stop and say, bye-bye, and I'd have to push the button again to keep him talking, which I remember doing that. It was so... I know a secret. You're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Then Teddy opened up telling me things like, excuse me, I like to go swimming with my friends. What do you like to do at night? And sometimes I feel really sad. What makes you feel sad? His answers were always quick and seemed to be on, and seemed to keep up pretty well. I cannot fucking read. Wow. Quick and seemed to keep up pretty well until he told me that he didn't like high places, and I threatened to put him on the shelf above the door. He took a huge pause and then said, "Quote, I'm sorry you feel that way. Bye bye," and wouldn't respond after she would push the button again and again. He she pissed him off essentially. <laughs> He has different responses and conversations with every different person that talks to him. When my mom tried to talk to him, all she wanted to do was, or, or sorry, all he wanted to do was tell her how much he likes to be naughty. At one point, Teddy Ruxpin even said, quote, sometimes I like to play with matches, even though I'm not supposed to. Have you ever played with fire? End quote. Hell yeah. <laughs> right. Come on, Ted. <laughs> my mom has always had a thing for fire and even once burned down my childhood house because she decided to light the weeds on fire to get the yard work done faster. Fuck yeah. The fuck yeah. What's her name? Callie. Callie. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Callie's mom. All right. So look, that's so different than us trying to chain to a bush and a, a car and trying to rip it out. That's a lot different. Yeah. Fuck like these weeds. <laughs> 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 yeah, Callie. All right. So when me and my, when we had my little brother, uh, he was 14 years old. We had him try to talk to Teddy. He talked for hours, even though he still refused to work for me. He got almost explicit with my brother, telling him things like, quote, sometimes I like being naughty. What do you like to do when you get into bed at night? And I like to sleep with my friends sometimes. What do you like to go do? And who do you like to sleep with? Are you ever naughty? End quote. My mom heard the bear talking throughout the night. And even though my brother was asleep and wasn't saying anything back, when she went in to turn the sound box off, it was already in the off position. That happened to me so many times. Um, she thought maybe it was a problem with the wiring. So she switched it to the on position. But he kept talking to her no matter what she did. After a few times, he told her, that really hurts. Has anyone ever hurt you? You can tell me your secrets. <laughs> so this morning, this Callie says, before I went over, my mom left him in the room next to her and he started talking. She didn't respond. And after a few minutes, he says, hello, are you still there? I know you can hear me. 
My brother won't let us sell him and sleeps with it in his room, even though the rest of us can barely even touch him without getting creeped out. That was Callie's story. It's a creepy story. I, I, I don't I'm good know. On I, I just don't. It's a doll that talks. I feel like this story has been about every doll that talks. I mean, look at the Chucky doll. Yeah, Come but on. I mean, everybody had a Teddy Ruxpin. Not everybody had a good dolls or good boys or whatever it was called. Good guys. Good guys. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, just dolls in general. Any of them that speak, mm-hmm. that has a speaking function, they're all fucking haunted. Well, and they all talk so the, and do th- this weird next things. One, I don't remember hearing about this combo. I don't know if you do either. But what? this one's from also a Redditor named Phantom Steve. I know it's not. Sorry at all. That's Phantom Slave, <laughs> not Steve. <laughs> all right. So sounds like someone needs to go back to the library. Phantom <laughs> <laughs> Is it just going to teach me how to read? I don't know. Shut I was trying to crack a joke and it didn't work. Okay. So Phantom Slave <laughs> says, when I was younger, I used to own a Teddy Ruxpin and Grubby or Grubby talking doll set. I don't know how to pronounce that because I've never heard of it. I don't know. Um, they were a birthday gift for my parents in 1987 or maybe 88, and I really enjoyed having them. But sometimes always felt odd about them as the years passed. Any children who came near them always said they were super, super scary. Let me get my next page. What are you going to do when I bring Teddy over tomorrow and he starts going all nuts? Fallon, Fallon, Fallon. I, I don't know. I'm going to throw him out that fucking window for starters. Okay. So he says, we all sit in there in complete silence for hours, too terrified to move. Dawn is approaching now, and the faint bit of light it creates gives us the horrifying realization that both Teddy Ruxpin and Grubby are on the floor just a few feet away from us, eyes and mouths wide open, and then again, another hour passes. None of us are brave enough to move. The sun is out now, and the room is beginning to brighten. Josh gets the courage to stand up first, followed quickly by the rest of us. We dart out of the room, slamming the door behind us, locking it, and continuing our quick pace up the steps and out the front door. Josh's house is just a couple of houses down. These dolls had to be destroyed, and we're the ones that are going to have to do it. We get back to my place, armed with matches and lighter fluid. There's a note on the door that says, Jonathan, I saw those dolls you left on the stairwell. Took them with me to donate them at the local shelter. End quote. And that's it. So somewhere, I don't know. there are these dolls. Like, would you, well, I guess no, because you don't deal with dolls, but like, I don't think I would want to buy like a, a doll or a Teddy Ruxpin or anything like that from... Like Goodwill or I mean, flea market. The reason I still have my Teddy doll is because he's in such pristine condition. I'm trying to sell them. <laughs> like <laughs> hey, they're actually anybody's looking to buy. Well, they're actually worth a lot of money right now. Mm-hmm. I because I had I kept two things as a child, and it was the Teddy doll or the Teddy bear, or whatever, mm-hmm. and a Cabbage Patch doll mm. that I never took out of the box. Still really? had adoption papers. I sold it to some lady in Sweden for two hundo. Two hundo. Who wants to pay? Who pays that for a doll? Weird, creepy, creep, creepo people. But yeah, Teddy's for sale. Listeners, if you want to buy him and try it out, see if he's haunted. Yeah. Because I can tell you through my whole childhood, nothing happened. I'll tell you what, I'll bust out a Ouija board with Teddy Ruxpin and have him ask it questions and see what happens. I won't be here for that. I know you won't. I'll do it by <laughs> myself. It's fine. Fuck it. This is how you get possessed. Okay, so this next story comes from Redditor named Cremo Clapton. <clears throat> he said, when I was five years old, my uncle was watching the movie Child's Play. I knew this because I was watching it, too. The movie had a <laughs> profound effect on my life and mine for many years. Why is that so funny? Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. 
stupid. I'm sorry. I knew this because I was watching it too. All right. So that fact checked. <laughs> I didn't mean to wheeze. I know it's it's. I laughed at it too. I mean, whatever. When I was five years old, my uncle was watching the movie Child's Play. I knew this because I was watching it too. <laughs> this movie had a profound effect on my life and mine for many years. At that time, one of my most favorite toys was Teddy Ruxpin. He was an anim- animatronic bear that would read you a story through his speakers. As he read the story, he would blink his eyes and move his mouth like he was speaking. He was my best friend, and I listened to his stories all the time. I would imagine us going on epic adventures together along with his best friend, Grubby. Grubby was an orange caterpillar that would be that would be connected to Teddy, and he would also move his mouth and eyes as he spoke his lines. He couldn't play cassettes himself, so he needed to have Teddy for Grubby to work. This would come into play in a different story, but his voice was low and slow. Think of Patrick from SpongeBob, and you're kind of close. <clears throat> I've never seen SpongeBob, so I don't know. Uh, one night, time, sometime after I had seen Child's Play, which, again, fact-checked. <laughs> he has watched it. God, I just locked the- With his <laughs> uncle. Uh, I, <laughs> I sat restless in my bed, and I was unable to sleep. Teddy was sitting on his shelf overlooking my bed, as he always did. Since I couldn't sleep, I started imagining going on an adventure with Teddy. I didn't get very far into the story because when I began to stare at Teddy, I swear I saw him blink his eyes and his mouth open. I have no idea how long I sat there staring at him in disbelief, not sure what I had seen, if it was even true or not. But I didn't have too long to wonder because something even more terrifying happened next. When you start a cassette, there's a small bit of soft music that plays, and he says one of his catchphrases, come dream with me tonight. Now, normally it's sung in a light and sweet voice. This time it came out as something from The Exorcist. It had a low, slow, and almost dramatic tone to catchphrase I had heard so many times played from the speakers. Come dream with me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what mine sounded like. At this point, I screamed at the top of my lungs for my mom and dad. That has been fact-checked by mom and dad. He did, in fact, scream. <laughs> they bolted out of the bed and into my room to find me crying. They asked what was wrong, and I told them. They took Teddy out of my room and put him in their closet. I later found out that they had to siphle through some laughs and curses aimed at my uncle for letting me watch that movie. You may chalk child's it up play. to a wild imagination. Exactly. <laughs> child's play. You may chalk it up to a wild imagination from a young child who had watched a scary movie too early in his life with his uncle that had been fact-checked. But something <laughs> happened seven years later that leads me to think otherwise. When I was 12 years old, I went looking into my parents' closet looking for something and happened to unearth Teddy inside of a box. I'm almost positive that I saw his eyes move from completely open to an almost sinister look and his mouth opened. And without touching him, that slow, deep, demonic voice said, Come dream with me tonight. <laughs> and that's it. That Your story has been so fact-checked. <laughs> <clears throat> you know what? I will tell you this. Look, this next story, I can Hold say on. it in two seconds. Hold on. What? The, my teddy doll does the same shit though when you yeah. pop a tape in and whatever plays on the tape yeah sometimes the, it'll stop playing the tape but his mouth will still yeah, move yeah like it i it's think they weird. all did that they all did that but when you take the batteries out and it still does it that's what's <sighs> weird i've seen that happen fact check i've seen that shit happen dude it's weird i only heard half of that story because i was trying not to <laughs> laugh and like i'm in tears over here <laughs> 
I mean, he was watching Jaws because I was watching it too. <laughs> no, <Nuh-uh. laughs> yeah. Okay, Go so ahead. story four. This is super quick. This is by a guy named Rombandu. This literally, <laughs> this is his fucking story. Quote, we thought this Teddy Ruxpin bear was busted. It's old, dated as 1985, and we weren't surprised nothing happened when we put new batteries in. We were very surprised when we took the batteries out and it started talking. The fuck? <laughs> End quote. <laughs> That's the best one. The fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, That's incredible. I mean, there's another one, but it's uh, like, it, you you get the picture. Like, Yeah, the <laughs> the picture is he talks. He okay. Here's the here's the last one. It's really really short. Um, this is from a SoundCloud user named Random Tape. So um, this guy he bought he buys tapes at a thrift store and shares them with the internet. Apparently, old Teddy Ruxpin tapes are a pretty common thrift store find, so they usually ignore them. But when they come across quote Autumn Adventure end quote something complete or so, sorry something compels them to buy it. The cartoon voices on the tape deck. I cannot fucking... The cartoon voices on the tape check out, but something is very, very wrong. Dissonant t- notes and uh, knocking sounds flood the sound space before Teddy Ruxman begins to speak. Just a minute. I'm coming. Come on, he says, just before a chainsaw-like sound can be heard. Coming out of fucking Teddy Ruxman's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> like, that's crazy. It's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, well, look. We'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah, we're gonna, Teddy's going to be our guest uh, next week. And Michelle might not be here, so I'm gonna have to. You know what I remember about him? He's heavy. Like it's it's got some weight to it. I don't know what happened, but I mean, like for real, he the batteries like blew up in his <clears> back, <throat> and it was just shit everywhere. And like mom threw it away, and he was still just. It was it was gross. Yeah. Well, cool. <laughs> cool story, bro. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know so. I can't take like discredit people, but it's one of those things where it's like I kind of need to write that. I kind of have to see it. To we believe, believe it. you that you watch Child's <laughs> Play. It's fine. Um, <laughs> go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I just so this next one. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's long. It's it's, it's not too long. It's, it's I long. could probably tell it in like ten minutes. Right. But the pictures. I'm gonna post the pictures of this thing. It, they are oh my god, just absolutely. Bananas. Fucking bananas. Okay, so have you ever been in a cave? Like, do you not do caves either? What do you think? I know you've been at least in one. Of, like the haunted cave in oh, yeah. Lewisburg or whatever. The haunted house, yeah. I, I I forgot about that. So, yes, I've been in one cave. Been in one cave. Okay. I've but been I in, do not fuck with caves. I've been in like five caves. But I'm not talking like descent, descent caves. Like, I don't Mm-mm. rock climb or anything. It's usually a trail that goes through it and whatever. Although... Two caves I recently explored. I just kind of crawled through them, and then got to a point where I was like, eh, "I mean, that I'm movie done. is why I don't fuck with Love caves." That movie. The Descent. I just watched it a couple days ago. I watch. Oh. I, I watch it every Halloween. It's so scary. Love it's it. a great movie. If you've never seen it, you should check it out, and you should definitely check out the sequel because it's just as good. As yeah, good. definitely check out the uh, Descent oh, for sure. It. Love it. Okay, so this is a story about a guy named John Edward Jones who died inside of the Nutty Putty Cave in 2009. This is this is this is wild. That's my favorite snack. Oh, I know. Like with Nutty Buddies. Fuck yeah. With some milk. Mm. You hear that, Bob? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you guys, this is if you have like claustrophobia, this is your worst nightmare. Like I don't even have 
big issues with tight spaces, but there are some times when I'm in like a, like a fake haunted house or something. And I just want to get the fuck out. Like, I don't like being that closed in with anything. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Even if I know I'm safe, like I don't want to be, I don't like it. So maybe I am claustrophobic. I don't know. I would say so. Okay. So (laughs) John Edward Jones loved, um, going hiking and shit with his family his father frequently took him and his brother Josh on caving expeditions in Utah when they were fr- when they were kids. The boys learned to love the underground depths and their dark beauty. I actually, yeah, I just went kayaking in a cave too, like a few weeks ago. So I've been in like six caves. Unfortunately, John's first expedition into Nutty Putty Cave, which is southwest of Utah Lake and about 50 miles, 55 miles from Salt Lake City, was his last. John Edward Jones entered Nutty Putty Cave at around 8 p.m. local time on the evening of November 24th, 2009, just a few days before Thanksgiving. John, 26 at the time, and Josh, 23, along with nine other friends and family members, decided to explore Nutty Putty Cave as a way to connect with each other ahead of the holiday. So this is like a charted cave, correct? Like a bunch of people have already been there. Uh, Well... People have been there, yeah, but people don't like to go there because it's so tight. But yeah, yes, I know that. But yes, but it's this, a is, this has been cave, explored, like, right? Okay. Yeah, it's it's named. People have made it in and out. Like, okay, it's just not one that definitely shouldn't be your first time going. Well, you wait till I show you pictures. Oh my god. Okay, so at age twenty six, John was in the prime of his life. He was married. He had a one year old daughter, and he was attending medical school in Virginia. John had come back home to Utah to spend some time with his family, you know, before Thanksgiving or whatever. And they were going to go on this big trip to, you know, this nutty putty cave, check it out, blah, 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 take pictures, record everything. And then they were going to come back home, relax, and just spend the holiday together. But things did not go according to plan. So it had been years since John was in any cave at all. He kind of experienced, but I wouldn't say like an expert. So another thing to remember about him is John was six feet tall and he weighed 200 pounds. It's a so big guy. It's a big guy. Yeah. Like not huge, huge, but definitely tall and got some meat on him. Yeah. So, you know, when he was younger and he would go in caves, obviously a lot smaller, but yeah. you don't really think that when you get older. So about an hour into the cave expedition of uh, Nutty Putty, John decided to find the Nutty Putty Cave formation known as the Birth Canal, which is a very, very tight passage that Splunkers, like, they must crawl through it very, very carefully if they want to go through it at all. He found out that, or sorry, he found that what he thought was the Birth Canal had inched his way into the narrow passage head first, moving towards, like, moving forward towards his hips, stomach, and Mm -hmm. fingers. But within minutes, he realized he had made a grave mistake. So he was stuck. John knew now that he was just about stuck and had no, he couldn't turn around. Right. He didn't even have room to wiggle back out the way that he had come. And he had to try to, he just tried to, he had to try to press forward. So if you can imagine like an actual birth canal, like in the woman's body, mm-hmm. you know, you want the baby to come out head first. So he is an hour into this unknown cave that he's never been into. They've never been in it before. Mm-hmm. And now he is completely upside down, head first, wedged in this cave. He's stuck. Yeah. With gravity pulling him down, he's trying to go back. He can't go forward. He's fucking stuck. That's when you enter freak out mode. Exactly. So John tried to exhale the air in his chest so that he could fit through a space that was barely 10 inches across and 18 inches high, about the size of the opening of a clothes dryer. 
That's that's tight. That's small. That's very Especially small. Especially for a six foot tall, 200 pound man. You wait till you see the pictures and the pictures of people who have actually made it out. Mm-hmm. Like you, it, it, you don't really notice it, but every picture that you look at, you're look, it's being shot up because they are completely head first, upside down, like mm-hmm. handstand mode. Yeah. So, you know, he's trying to fit through this 10 inch across and 18 inch high little space in these cave rocks. But when John inhaled again and his chest puffed back out, he got stuck for good. That one breath is what pretty much set his body between these rocks. So John's brother was actually the first person to find him, Josh. And he tried to pull out his brother's calves to no avail. But when John slid down into the passage even further, he became trapped worse than before. His arms were now pinned beneath his chest and he couldn't move at all. So at first his hands were above his head and he was able to wiggle down, but now his hands are behind him, and he is stuck with his shoulders and his body, and oh his, uh, yeah, head first. Mm-mm. So he wasn't able to move at all. Uh, let's see. The all John and Josh, both devout Mormons, could do at this point was pray. <clears throat> they would say, "Guide us as we work through this." Josh would pray, "Save me from my wife and kids." Is what John would just keep saying. Like he just Man. kept saying over and over, like, save me. I have my, my wife and kids back at home. Eventually Josh scrambled towards the exit of the cave to get help. But even once help came, John was still trapped 400 feet into the cave and 100 feet below the earth's surface. Again, head first upside down, gravity pulling him down, getting people equipment and supplies down there took like more than an hour. Like it was just impossible yeah, to get yeah. down to him. So the first rescuer to reach John was a woman named Susie Matola, who arrived at about 1230 a.m. on November 25th. Now, at that point, John had been trapped for three and a half hours. So Matola introduced herself to John, even though all she could see of him was a pair of navy and black running shoes. Yeah. Mm. Hi, Susie. Thanks for coming, John said. But I really, really want to get out. So at first, you know, he's like, okay. He seems to be I'm pretty in, calm. Right. I'm going down Shit Creek. There, Susie's here. This is this is gonna work. So he's he's not doing too too bad. Yeah. So over the next twenty four hours, more than one hundred rescue personnel worked feverishly to free John. The best plan they had was to use a system of pulleys and ropes to try to free John from his his extremely tight spot. I don't really know how they did it. I'm assuming since they could only had access to his feet, they would just kind of pull, release, pull, release like a wiggle. Uh, but he was stuck, stuck. So Sean Rowdy, which was one of the rescuers on the scene, explained that the difficulties facing anyone, even experienced, they're called splunkers, cave digger, cave dwellers. Spurlunkers. Spurlunkers, yeah, yeah. Who went into Nutty Putty Cave. Most of the passages were dangerously narrow, even at the entrance where warning signs had been placed. So they knew ahead of time, like, you know, yes, you can get through here, but this is a very, very tiny spot. Like, Everyone else in his group, I guess, made it. Mm-hmm. And I saw a picture of his wife. She's tiny. Like so she, he was the last one to go through. Uh, I think mm. maybe it might say here in a second. So back in 2004, I remember hearing about this. Two Boy Scouts ne- nearly lost their lives in separate incidents in the same area of Nutty Putty Cave where John became trapped. The two Boy Scouts had become trapped within a week of each other. In one of the cases, rescue crews took 14 hours to free a 16-year-old Boy Scout who weighed 140 pounds and was 5 feet 7 inches tall, making him much smaller than John, using a complex series of pulleys. So the pulley system did work, just not on John. Officials 
closed Nutty Putty Cave in 2004, soon after the incidents with the Boy Scouts. The cave had only been reopened for six months in 2009 when John had, and his family had entered it. And now, with John trapped inside the cave, time was running out. So the downward angle at which John was trapped was putting great stress on his body because such a position requires the heart to work incredibly hard to continuously pump blood out of the brain, which is yeah. where it's being held. So the, blood, the heart's working overtime to get all that brain, or shit, all that blood out of your brain. So imagine right. you stand on your head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do Absolutely. that for 24 hours. No way. Right? <laughs> and then crush yourself. Like, that's what he was going through. So... Um, you know, obviously when the body is right side up, gravity does the work and the heart doesn't have to, you know, shoulder that extra load. Rescuers tied John with the rope connected to a series of pulleys and everything was ready and they pulled as hard as they could. But suddenly and without warning, one of the pulleys failed. Roundy believes that the pulley came loose at its anchor point in the cave wall, which contained a substantial amount of loose clay. Now that is dangerous. You're putting okay. everyone else at risk now. Like, you start crumbling shit, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're 100 feet below the Earth's surface. That's 100 feet worth of rock. In. That's how cave, yeah, cave-ins happen, which I saw one, like, right after. Mm. So, the rope and pulley operation was no more. The rescuers had no other viable plans, and John was, again, just trapped. So, Roundy replays the rescuer over and over, or the rescue over and over in his head, even years after the incident. He says, I reviewed the whole mission, wishing he had done this in tiny detail differently or had done that a little bit sooner. But to no use second guessing anything, we did our absolute best. So, with no hope of rescue and his heart having suffered hours upon hours of strain due to his downward position, John was pronounced dead of cardiac arrest shortly before midnight on the evening of, no of November 25th, 2009. Mm. Rescuers had spent 27 hours trying to save John. His family thanked rescuers for their help, and even despite the horrible news, they were grateful for their attempts. God, Nutty awful. Putty Cave lived up to his reputation on the night of John's death. Discovered in 1960 by Dale Green, he named it Nutty Putty because of the clay, the kind that is likely, or the kind that likely caused the pulley to give out in the first place found most in the narrow tunnels in the underground structure. In its heyday, as many as 25,000 people per year would visit that cave. But no one will ever go in that cave again. Because officials sealed off the Nutty Putty Cave for good a week after John's death. I mean, that's probably the best thing best you could have done. Well, uh, well, yeah. I mean, you could only go so well, far I mean, it's as... Well, so dangerous. If well, it's so, so dangerous and you can't get out of it because there's a body in the way that's stuck. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I mean, unless there's other ways out, which I'm sure there are, but how do you know once you're down there? You know what I mean? Are they going to go down there and mark it? Right. No. There's, no, they're just going to steal it up. So after a week, up, or a week after John died, they sealed it up with concrete. However, they never recovered his body. John's still down there, head first, feet up in the air, smashed between rocks, which remain... And his body, which remains inside to this day, for fear of more deaths that might result from such an operation. So in 2016, filmmaker Isaac Halasima produced and directed a full-length feature film about the life and failure, failed rescue of John Jones. And it was called The Last Descent. Um, I'm sure you've heard of it. If not, there's a... No, I haven't. I've, I haven't watched it. But it's called The Last Descent. It's about this exact incident. It gives you an accurate, or accurate glimpse of John's ordeal and what it feels like to be trapped in the most narrow of cave passageways when, when claustrophobia mm -hmm. and then the hopelessness, hopelessness set in. <laughs> the director, a Utah native, 
only once went to Nutty Putty Cave. He never made it past the entrance. He said, quote, I'd gone in it, the front, and kind of said, that's it. That's that's enough. <laughs> Sounds like quote. my kind of guy. Right. <laughs> now sealed up, Nutty Putty Cave serves as a natural memorial and grave site to John Edward Jones, whose body is entombed in the exact spot where he was stuck, wedged within the cave with his body upside down. Yeah, that's awful. And with there not being any constant airflow, like I read somewhere, I don't remember where, but I read somewhere that, I mean, I'm pretty sure now he's, you know, went through some decomp, but it would probably take a while longer because there is no airflow. Like there is nothing getting to him. Yeah. He's just, he's literally entombed in concrete clay. Yeah. So there's a guy. That's awful. Yeah. I, mm, no, no. Well, it's like that guy that I think that was called 27 hours or something like that, where the guy went fucking around in Utah and fell and this boulder crushed his arm and he couldn't get his arm out and he had to cut his own arm. Oh, with a yeah, pocket yeah. knife to yeah. get out. Like, why do people do that? You know, isn't there like a, I don't know. I don't mess with small spaces. Yo, no. You know, when I was a kid, though, loved it. Like, that was my safe spot. Mm-hmm. I would build these like little tiny cubby holes. Like, mm-hmm. they're not even a thing. It's mm-hmm. not a fort. It's not like this big tent. It's a fucking like, I can't even stretch in it it's so it's so tiny and i felt and it was just all around me and i felt so safe Mm. as a kid as an adult (laughs) hell no No. i would instant panic attack no way have you tried any of those weighted blankets no it's no my friend vanessa called me earlier asking about one and i bought the cheap one one time and i listen people listening right now (laughs) if you are like me and have severe anxiety or you just want that extra little bit of like comfort on you and some people also have like um oh what's that that word where you're extra like you're you're extra sensitive to touches and stuff like that okay oh god i I can't think the name of it shit well uh if you have a sensitive reaction to fabrics and stuff i don't know and you're thinking about getting away to blanket let me tell you do not get one without opening that motherfucker up first and then holding it out in front of you to make sure that all of the weight stays evenly distributed from top to bottom what she's trying to say is don't cheap out on it don't cheap out on it this is one of those cases where you get what you pay for. Yeah, I think mine was like sixty bucks, but there are some for like one eighty and two twenty. Those are the ones that you that you definitely want to get. I did buy my girls two from Walmart. They were like twenty bucks each, or like little tiny throws of like unicorns on them, mm-hmm. and those have evenly distributed weight beads. But the other one did not. So like when I held it up, all fifteen pounds of shit went straight <laughs> to the bottom. And I'm in bed trying to get it evenly weighted out on me, and that gave me more anxiety. And then I just like it was a horrible night, and I took it back. No, I took I it made back. you take it back. Yeah, that's right. That's but yeah. so if you're gonna get a weighted blanket, open it up first. Make sure that you can hold it up in front of you, and the weight does not go all the way down. That is my advice. It for, just feels for like today. it'd be really hot. I can't. They do get warm, but I, can't. I mean, I sleep with two fans on me, so so do I. But I'm still hot. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't. Hot menopause or some shit. I don't know. We're too young for all that. Yeah, no, I'm pretty old. Well, shit. I that guess that, cool. that's a awesome episode. Yeah. yeah. Scary because Halloween's coming. Yeah. Oh, we're also gonna start recommending movies at the end of our um, episodes for Are people we? to watch. Yeah, we were just talking about that oh. before Halloween. Oh well, then I recommend mm-hmm. The Descent. One and two. One and two. I'm gonna recommend Child's Play. 
No, no, no. You get to, you get to like recommend no. one, and then I'll, I'll recommend one. Go ahead. I'm gonna recommend another one though. But go ahead. <laughs> That's not how it works. We have so many. I more can't days help it. It I'm just like, came out. Fine. I'm going old school. My favorite horror movie ever. Check it out. The original Pumpkinhead. <sighs> the monster is cool. Miss I'll give you that. Ed Holly. If you're looking for something newer, mm-hmm. uh, on Netflix, it just got released a couple of days ago. You need to see The Babysitter. Okay, yeah, yeah. But the second one just came out a few days ago. Mm-hmm. I've already, I watched it. It's incredible. Yeah? It's a dark comedy. It's more... It's got some weird humor in it. Evil Dead style, blood. The kill scenes are amazing. Yeah? It's incredible. Okay. But yeah, the second one just came out. I would definitely check out The Babysitter. Okay. That's I my recommendation. I also need to finish... Uh, sh- um, Tucker, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I need to finish that. I laughed my ass off. Yeah. La- you remember when they were at Horror Hound? Yeah. <laughs> one lane or one line was packed full and the other one was empty. That yeah. Was, that was crazy. That's all I've done. Like, mm-hmm. I I have watched, I'm not even kidding. If I had to put a number on it in the past three weeks, I have done nothing but veg out at home. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, I've watched at least 30 horror movies already. Oh, my God. For this Halloween season. I light myself like a pumpkin peanut brittle Bath and Body Works mm. candle. I turn off all the lights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep talking that game, girl. <laughs> I do some other things that I'm not going to say on this podcast. What? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 For my anxiety and Definitely stuff. Definitely not drugs. <laughs> and then I watch these horror movies and I'm like, I'm in it. And then she always calls me like, Fallon, I fucked up. <laughs> Mistakes were made. Mistakes were, were made. And then she'll send me a picture of what she looks like in that moment. I'm like, Jesus. Fucking... I have myself some drinks. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, mistakes were made mm-hmm. every day. <laughs> They're great mistakes. But though. loving it, though. Of course, yeah. <laughs> no, I've been, I've been going... I've been out and about more often getting... Uh, tell me about it, out. Hot Wheels. But my dog, Bob, pretty sure he dislocated my hip and fractured my nose from slamming into me. Well, maybe you'll be out of commission on running those streets so hot <laughs> and you can watch some of these movies you're recommending. So, for... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Both of my Halloween shirts came in yesterday. So I've been... I got to watch the original Halloween. Like, I have to, have to, have to. It's your ringtone. Um... But no, so Bob, to give you guys an example of like how much force he came at me, I weigh like 141. Bob weighs at least 100 pounds. And when he comes in at you, he comes in fucking hot. And it, he's not a great dog. Like we it's, have a trainer for him. He's but a puppy. He's, he'll be a year in like two weeks. But it's he's a big puppy and it's just, today's not my day. But I'm in a lot of pain and we've had a rough past couple weeks. I've been busy and stuff <laughs> so like right we're gonna get back on back on track so hope you guys like today's show yeah watch if, the descent uh, parts one and two if you want any more recommendations you can shoot us a message mm-hmm. and i myself am a movie buff i can give you a rundown of about a hundred incredible movies yeah go to michelle for horror movie recommendations come to me with like other questions with bullshit bullshit yeah come to me with other stuff Unimportant bullshit. <laughs> I will listen to it all day long. <laughs> no. That's all I got. Uh, what else? There's something Thank else. you. Yeah, thank Reach you everybody for listening. Anywhere on social media. Yeah, hit us Preferably up. Preferably 
I mean, Facebook's great, but Facebook's pissing me off right now. Dude. So, I don't know. If you want to reach out on Instagram or Twitter, that'd be great. Yeah, we're going to try to move to there and less of Facebook. Because I've been zuck- zuckered and zucked so many times. I do. I don't even give me stuff. I can't even call my best friend a bitch on Facebook without Mark being like, you can't say that. Like, the yeah. fuck I can't. She got, <laughs> she got in trouble for being a bully for calling me a bitch. That's what you get. That's what you get. Yeah, don't be a bully. Like, for real. Don't like, be a bully, but you weren't bullying me. That, that's how we talk. We've known each other for 22 years. Yeah, that's just how we are. <laughs> that's how I speak, motherfucker. Oh, also, yeah. I highly recommend everybody in the Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana area check out Cram Your Cake Hole and order those horror-themed sugar cookies from Master Baker Jessica Coral. They are incredible. Check them out. She makes the coolest cookies. Cookies cook. I love them. I love them, love them, love them. And that's it. Yeah, I ate one. Uh, Apparently, I wasn't allowed to eat one. Yeah, I ate like 15. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, that, I don't have anything. <clears throat> I don't have anything important. Uh, if you guys have any story recommendations or like things you want covered, let us know. We've got a couple on deck. Well, dude, I do have something to say. It's, like I'm in the Halloween mode right now. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. we're getting close. Send us some like... I don't know. You know what would be a really cool, fun giveaway? What? If, we, if like, uh, we had, like, you know, send us your best horror picture, like, of you, you know, your your best shot, and, like, we'll crown the king and queen of Halloween from Dead we Academy. Could. Or we can give you a gift if you have a kick-ass ghost story, just some yeah. fucked-up story, something that you've done around Halloween. You did it because it's Halloween. Let's go do something spooky. You know what? We want to hear these stories, and best we will story, play them on the air. Yeah, we'll play them on the air, and the best story gets a gift basket a from... Uh, Dead Academy podcast filled yeah. with really cool shit. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. I don't really know yet, but it's going to be badass. Yeah. I want to hear spooky stories. Anything. Give me anything you got. I don't give a shit. I oh, love them. I also recommend watching The Babadook. <laughs> I liked it a lot. All right. That's it. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. This is Fallon. Bye. Bye.